1: hello everyone and welcome to this muslim girls podcast i know it's been kind of a while um what can i say i've just been really busy um just a little update i got a new job and i'm working on some really cool projects but they're taking up a lot of my time i even started doing some art stuff again it's just it's been kind of busy but alhamdulillah i'm able to get back into recording i have new episodes that are coming up soon Um, in this episode actually i have something a little bit different and i feel a little special Uh, first the guest that i have with me is not a female rather it's a male and this person is my brother Um, my brother ali is two years older than me and He is the father of two beautiful, beautiful girls. And, you know, sometimes I like a male's perspective on certain things. So I thought it'd be interesting to bring him on to talk about different things. And um, I find that he's pretty involved in his daughter's lives and is just like a very present father in a way that I don't see very often. So I hope that you guys enjoy the conversation and. Um, a little bit of banter to be honest but what do you expect when you put two siblings together right so enjoy the episode hi ali welcome to the podcast congratulations on being the first non-female to be featured
2: is this a female podcast
1: i mean it's supposed to be well it's female oriented so you're about on to sexism. give a male no you're on to give a male perspective about women about women <laughs> no no your your experience of raising um ali is my brother and he is a father of two beautiful girls they're seven and eight seven and eight Great really yes oh. i have 16 nieces and nephews if i can keep up with around what age range they're in then i think i'm okay as i was saying it is a podcast that is centered around muslim women and like their experiences and their stories i'm not necessarily opposed to a, a male perspective because i feel like that in order to understand and to like progress in any type of conversation when we talk about the female experience to think that you can't have a male's perspective i think is silly because how else would we understand the way that the opposite sex views are issues if we don't have, like, those conversations. But regardless, like, you being a father of um, two young girls, I think it's interesting to understand, like, how...
2: How I see my daughters and how I see them being raised as Muslims in America.
1: Yeah, not just that, but, like, I feel like you have an interesting perspective. I feel like you try or you work really hard towards trying to find a balance in giving them their independence and teaching them to be independent, strong women... But at the same time, it's not like you know you're
2: them loose.
1: yeah like you're you're still play, place, placing excuse me placing boundaries you know because obviously Islam has boundaries on both men and women but there's we have boundaries we have like a line that we draw and I feel like sometimes giving some parenting skills is you feel like you need to be really cool and really open minded and then they disregard the um, the boundaries the boundaries and where we draw a line as Muslims. And so this is like, oh, I wanted to have a conversation is I feel like you have an interesting perspective on how you draw those, um, or how you want to draw those lines or boundaries for your girls. So first I want to just start off with saying like, as a father of two girls, mashallah, how do you feel? Do you ever feel like stressed out? Girls are a handful. (laughs)
2: Stressed out would be a a kind of a strong word. I, I, I do worry and think about a lot of things, uh, but I wouldn't say stressed out. I, I love my daughters to death, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't trade them for anything. So it's it's a it's a balancing act. It's more of a balancing act with the girls, I think, than boys. I don't have boys. I, I would still worry about my boys and think about stuff. But I just think boys would be a little bit easier to maybe raise than girls in a way.
1: Well, do you think... Because I feel like a lot of like boys get away with a lot of things that they shouldn't be getting away with. Just because they're boys. Shouldn't there be like... The same boundaries placed on both.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not talking. We so the the ban- the, the well, Let's talk about the boundaries. We'll let's just say the lines. The lines are both the same for both, right? The thing is, though, girls like there's certain things that you know you have to balance with with them and like. Okay, so I'll give you an example with the hijab. Okay, something that I have to do with my daughters and not with my sons if I ever had some, right? Technically. Technically, yes. Oh, I mean, you know, yeah. So to, to a certain extent, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh so um like for, for example you know my girls wear the hijab now as they're young and they don't have to but you know they do when they when they want to and when they don't um so i build that so then hopefully in the future they don't they could do it themselves without me ever having to worry about it and mm-hmm. that's gonna be their choice in the future but my boys i would never have to like build that around i would have to do of course something else and similar because but of it's, all, obviously it's a different different yes yes
1: since you brought up the topic of hijab and i feel like that's like the first thing or the prominent thing that people talk about when they talk about muslim women I don't want to go off of a tangent but obviously the hijab is not the only thing that like yes. you know is a measure of a woman's yes. iman but it is it is something that we're going to talk about right now. You have two daughters and I feel like they both are at least right now in in the current um, age that they are. They view it kind of differently. You have one who's like really excited for it and one who's not. How do you balance between those two?
2: Well the younger one's now getting more excited for it. she'll wear it, you know, more and more, more now that we're going out. She'll want to wear it not as much as the older one. The older one used to do it a lot younger.
1: Did you tell them to wear
2: it? No. I mean, in the beginning, I used to try to not to not to tell them to wear it, but I used to, like, encourage them to wear it. So, and I went and bought them a lot of different types and different styles. So you encouraged be, it. Encouraged it. And I told them from day one they don't have to wear it when they don't want to. If they go to school, they could take it off. Uh, like, my youngest one, when she started wearing it, to school in the beginning she you know uh, she's it off a lot and I used to be like perfectly fine with that to a point where a teacher one time came and told me like hey you know your daughter always takes it off is that okay and I'm like hey yeah, yeah, I don't know if she wants to take it off she wants to leave it on it's 100% she could I've always told her she could just take it off throw it so sometimes she'd probably wear it for like 30 minutes to an hour and get tired of it and I'd perfectly be fine and okay with it my older one used to wear a lot more from day one she would just more I would say attached to it yeah um, I feel
1: like sometimes she would not want to take it off.
2: <laughs> yeah, sometimes she'd be in the house not wanting to take it off. <laughs> uh, so she, she really liked it. Um, it. This is one of the other things that, you know, when we say about, you know, the difference between, uh, and when you bring up the hijab point just a second ago about how it's not the essential thing of, of, uh, of a Muslim woman, okay? A, mo- a woman could be a Muslim and not wear the hijab 100%. I agree with that. Um, that's something that I told you once before that my daughter talked to me before where she sees a Muslim that doesn't wear hijab and then she gets confused in a way. Mm-hmm. Or that's something I might not have to deal as much with the boy. Again, they have their own separate issues, but that was just one of them where she'd be like, huh, you know, this older Muslim woman, you told me, you know, mostly when you're supposed to be older. So that's something I have to, you know, break it down to her and tell you know, just because she doesn't wear it doesn't mean she's less not of Muslim. a Muslim mm-hmm. or not a Muslim. You know, there's just different, you know... Uh,
1: experiences. In-
2: experiences, different, you know... Uh, viewpoints of certain things, even though hijab was, it's it's, mandi- it's mandatory. mandatory it's them. not. It's, yes, it's not. But dressing
1: modestly is mandatory in Islam for Muslims.
2: Yes, but we sometimes Muslim men, like you said, we're uh, not Muslim men, but just Muslims in Europe where we look at, even women in general, they look at, for example, things that a girl does, like maybe she doesn't wear a hijab and look at it way more different than maybe a kid that, a boy that does certain things, yeah, but then a girl now wearing hijab.
1: Like, oh my God. They even, you know, they start questioning her faith and if she's a good Muslim or a good person. And that's kind of how, unfortunately, things are. Is It's an
2: individual problem, I think, because I think if we as indi- Muslims, as individuals, start just worrying about ourselves and our family, our, our and then we move away instead of just worrying about what other people do not wear. I know. And
1: that's like a big problem is focusing so much on what other people are doing and not really within our own families and raising them. But so when it comes to the hijab, like, let's say your daughters get older and they're they're struggling with it. How do you deal with that? I ask you this because your wife is someone who was not raised in the West or in, in the U.S., and you were, so I'm sure she has like a different perspective and maybe there's a lot of things that she can't relate to your daughters the way that you can. So I I, I feel like I understand how why you come in or step in so much and you are so involved because you want to make sure that your daughters have someone that is going to understand them and be like empathetic towards what they're saying, like their experience as little girls who are going to grow up to be Muslim women in a country that is like, you know, not a Muslim not a Muslim country. Yes. It's not the same experience as your
2: it's, wife. So that's one thing I explain to my wife also. Sometimes is that, you know, she doesn't understand that she, you know, she went to school where hijab and wasn't that big of a deal for her, you know, because. It would well, almost she w- be
1: the opposite if, if she took she it did, off. Yeah, you know? you know
2: there was no maybe either teasing or looking out weird yeah. or not. Now she doesn't know my daughters would have to deal with that. She won't see that. She won't see you know lots of certain things. You know, and and you know the funny thing is uh, we as Muslims also put so much emphasis on the hijab as just the the headscarf, the right. the, the, the scarf itself. And it's not just that. And I try to also explain to my daughter that it's not just the headscarf. It's it's the whole. Dress code, if you will. So your body, but it's also your yes, manners and how you carry a, a, yourself, how you exactly. treat people, your etiquette. Mm-hmm. So well, that was the first step is, is the, the way you dress. The second step was also your Just because you wear a hijab doesn't mean that you could, you know, maybe um, for example, maybe flirt and talk to boys and all that. that's that's another go to the club, yeah, <laughs> anything. But, but just to give you an example, so of course my wife won't understand certain aspects of that, and so you yeah, like you said, I would have to step in and be like, you know, like. You don't understand how this society was. I, I was... your parents didn't know what we were going through when we went to school. Yep. So, I know what it's like. And even I still don't know the extent how kids are nowadays, you know. So, it's, it's a hard balancing act that you have to do. Try to let my wife understand and then also let my kids no, understand. No, but it's
1: commendable that you're even stepping in. Because in a way, I want to say, like, you don't have to. Obviously, you have no, to. You're it's, your, no. you're it's your father. You're the father. You It's your job. But unfortunately, I don't feel like you see that a lot in which... Like a lot of dads kind of leave the parenting when it comes to girls to the mom because they think
3: you're a woman, best. you
1: know best. Yeah. Or you can relate. But sometimes it's not a matter of relating just because you're of the same gender. It's a matter of relating because of the environment that you grew up in, um, the type of school that you went to, stuff like that. Which, OK, so example, one of them comes up to you and it, says she, she gets bullied. Work, she or, doesn't like it. She wants to take it off
2: okay so for example again different age levels different everything I would try to walk it through because uh, uh, getting bullied is is I'm not gonna say a part of life but everybody eventually gets either bullied or made fun of mm-hmm. and uh, to a certain extent or you know um, things happen in life that will have to shape you up you know whether you don't like them like them or don't like them so I'm gonna try to teach my daughters about that but let's just say when they're old enough and they're you know I can't say what age or something, but, you know, they just don't want to wear their hijab and adults and they just don't want to wear it. That's something I, I thought about a lot. Like, how would I react? And uh, I would love to say again, you know, easier said than done, that I would have, a you know, an open heart and be like, OK, you know, that 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 is their choice at the end of the day. Once they become adults, as long as I do my part when they're young, and teaching them, like you say, right from wrong to to the best of my abilities and the way I can and then even the rest to them and I'm hoping they make the right choice like you said you know when we're doing the boundaries it's not that I'm doing it for them I'm, I'm we're kind of doing it together like I tell them like hey let's make boundaries and you know we're kind of doing it together so even when they themselves have become adults they will make their own boundaries that are mm-hmm. similar to the ones that we made you know of course they're gonna everybody's different everybody's gonna have a little different things if they don't want the want to wear the hijab I I, I would I want to say I'd kind of be like, you know, sad or yeah, I wouldn't treat them differently. and I've always wanted to keep an open relationship with my daughters that they would be able to one day come and tell me that they don't want to wear it instead of just hide it from me. I'd rather them come and tell me they don't want to wear it than them to wear it in front of me than they just say they're still in school, go to school, and take it off.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's why I never want them to feel like they're forced to wear it. You like, at
1: the end of the day, you want you you want to preserve the relationship with you that you have with your daughters because ultimately, no matter what they decide growing up, a better relationship with you is probably going to yield better results in their upbringing and how like in the decisions that they make they'll probably make but be- I- i'm sure there's studies uh, actually you know i'm gonna assume there's studies out there that show that a better relationship with your parents you're more likely to make more positive decisions because you feel like you have that support um to make better decisions in it's, the future it's
2: not even about making better decisions it's even when you make a uh- something a, a, mistake. Very, a mistake you you could go to the right channels for example yes if, 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 if my daughter made a mistake and she comes and tells me I am the best person in suit for her to try to fix that problem to where if she's scared to tell me and she goes and tells her friends even if her friends have a good idea of them to fix it but it comes out that I might find out then they go oh no, no we can't do that let's go a worse way just so your father doesn't know or your mother doesn't know or yeah. as somebody so they try to hide and cover and make another problem that's even worse than the first mistake So when they come to me directly, you know, and I've told them this plenty of times, even though they're still young, I'm like, if if anything, you ever do anything, I don't care what it is, you come to me, telling me about it, I'll forgive you, even if I'm a little mad, you know, maybe remind me, be like, hey, you promised if we came and told you, and I would try to control myself and be like, okay, you know what, since you came to me, you know, after you made a mistake, let's fix the mistake. You don't
1: want someone else to have to be the source of advice to your own kids. You want to be that source of advice.
2: Absolutely, yes. It has to be also from, like, which makes us sometimes, but from both parents. I also try to tell my wife this, so we have to, we, we both, because there might be some woman issues that my kids might only want to tell their mom maybe. I try not to hopefully keep it. I've told them to keep it open with me for with whatever and however, but, you know, there might be something that they might just want to talk with their mom, with too embarrassed maybe, uh, to talk to, their, to me with. So I try to explain sometimes to my wife also, like, we have to keep an open cha- open channel, open doors with mm-hmm. our kids to come and, you know, be op- open, talk to us about anything. You know, my kids sometimes, they want to do lots of things, you know, that. Um, I don't know if I ever told you the story. Mm-hmm. I just always tell her, it's your choice. Whenever you want to wear it, you wear it. Whenever you don't, you don't have to wear it. It's 100% your choice. You don't have to worry about nobody. Well, she came to me, Baba, you said it was my choice, right? I said, yes, so 100% your choice. She said, no, 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 it's not my choice. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, No. Mama made me wear it today, and I told her I don't want to wear it.
1: <laughs> what did you say?
2: I told her, don't worry about you. I'm going to have to go have to talk. So I had to go talk to her. To my wife and tell her, look, if she says she doesn't wear it, my wife understood and said, okay, 100%. So but I was like, if she doesn't want to wear it, you, she says, I don't want to wear it, just say, okay, no problem. You know, yeah. just to decide, it's okay. Well, let's do That's something else. That's cute that
1: she came up to you because she's like, uh, you said this, and it's not happening. Being as your father of, uh, again, two girls, you're, you know, inshallah, in the future, they're going to get older and when it comes to marriage obviously there's what islam lays down and then there's like what's culturally like acceptable or like the norms within our our own culture but you have like kind of a very um i was gonna say open-minded but more so it's like a strict view of the islamic uh, guidelines towards marriage yes can uh, you explain that
2: a little bit? Instead of saying yeah, which is I, I like the way you said, it. I'm not open-minded in a way because open-minded I think is what tradition most people do. Like our traditions this way, yeah. Islamic it's okay, it's okay because our tradition is over I guess some people, yeah, don't know. It, they so they um. It. So that's something I worry about a lot. Is, is 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 marriage for my kids? You know, and even though it's at the end of the day, up to her. Yeah, Limiting okay. So we what? don't
1: date in Islam, but we have ways in which a girl, like I feel like we set these boundaries through the culture of allowing the parents to take so much more control over everything rather than the two people that are deciding to get married to each other in which I feel like Islam promotes a lot of things that we just don't practice you know like for example obviously everything happens with chaperones but you're able to communicate with that person you're able to see that person you're able as a woman and as a man to ask freely any questions that you want like you have the all you can take as much time or as little time as you want. Like there's all these things that I guess you could almost say Islam left not necessarily open ended, but there is no rules on how long you can take to decide and and get to know someone and get to know their family and um like all of these things. But also how a girl or a man can decide who they want to marry, what that looks like, and sometimes you know it's not of the same culture, it's not of the same race. I
2: think most people get scared. But then I don't know, maybe still it, it,
1: I, I does not sense. Under, no I don't understand it. So
2: it it doesn't make sense at that point. I mean you want them to talk and maybe get to learn each other so then you know they could make the decision themselves. Maybe they not do. maybe
1: but they should. Yeah, they know? should. You
2: know well, they should have been talking about well, it depends on, on 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 my daughter. If she says no, she seen him, doesn't like him, Oh, no, you know, want yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. I'm saying But like, but I'm saying if, if they go to that, yeah, you know, if they they hit it off they, they say they want to get married then they do, and if they don't then no, you know. Yeah. Um I do believe Technically, like with me, like just from my experience that um, I think if you look for somebody's like clock and like religion, I like make sure, you know, if they're, Their you know, I think then after that, you'll build a relationship with somebody, you know, it's a building thing, regardless if because, you know, talking to somebody for even a year, just talking, talking. I don't think at the end of the day, we'll ever get even close to when you're actually married with somebody.
1: Well, yeah, you don't you, know you anyone get, until... Yes,
2: yes, until... That's what I'm saying.
1: But you do get to know a little bit more of the
2: person. 100%. 100%. But to, my, to me, this is what I'm saying, that, like, if... it's Again, I'll it come back to my daughter. So if, if, if it's up to my daughter, for my daughter to say, you know what, Dad, what do you think? Do you think I should marry this person? Be like, you know what? You know, uh, let's pray. Let's, 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 you know, maybe... Let's. Well, you
1: got to get to know him, too.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. I would get to know him. No, no, but I'm saying, get you know... But even I would never know him. Of
1: course. And th- yeah, that is true because I always say like, it doesn't matter how much time the dad, the brother spend with yeah, because, a guy because, because he's only going to, first of all, show his best the goodness in of him. Of course. Yes. So he's
2: not like, so, but still, you still want to know somebody because you could catch habits or characters right. that, that he might not know. But regardless is that. Uh, and then you leave, you know, you do. I think if we, as long as I do my job and, and my daughter does her job and then the rest we leave to Allah. To Allah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Again, it's not something that's gonna be easy. Easier said than done, and in a lot of ways, it's something that I think about. But I try to keep this open door right now with my daughters. I talked. I talk to my daughters about a lot of things that some people might say, oh, they're kind of too young for you to talk to them about anything when it comes to you know hijab. So I talk to them about marriage. I will talk to them. I've done. I have sit sometimes with them and just we talk about stuff and let them ask questions so they could kind of get an understanding. Even so, when they're raised up, they don't think. Certain things are either taboo or too scared to ask. If you talk to them now, when they're I, I don't know I want to say more open. You know, kids right now, like I could sit with my daughters and they'll ask me question after question after they're question sponges, after question just after absorbing. yeah. But they'll ask question
1: and they're curious.
2: Curiosity that's all of They just ask question question and they ask the most crazy questions that I don't have answers to sometimes or I try to explain to them but they won't understand because they're too young so I tell them you know what get back to me when you get older but it gives them an idea that oh okay I could ask this question I won't understand it now but you know when they get older they'll understand it or they'll know to ask so they can understand it if that mm-hmm. makes sense
0: this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com.
3: This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy.
2: Changing the way you raise your kids—you don't raise them the same way you did when they were two years old to when they're five. You don't—you're not supposed to raise them the same way you do when they're five, and then when they become right. ten years old, and when they're ten to fifteen and twenty. So it's, you got to keep changing the way you're treating them. Change uh, well, you the, the, the speak raising to them. them the way you speak to them. I feel to like them.
1: the older they get, you have to um,
2: valuing their opinion. Also, exactly
1: like validating their opinion and like in a way like giving mutual respect um, to them because I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Sometimes parents just always have that. Idea like I am the parent, you are the child, and therefore respect only goes upward. And you know, there's no like rahma, there's no um, reciprocity with like how you speak to each other and like respect. Just even like human to human before you know uh, anybody else. Yeah, Um, but also when you like, I I truly believe that when you speak, even as when a child is young, but when you speak to them with respect, that's how they learn. Like where else are they gonna get to see an example of how to speak properly to other people? um they'll view it with the way that you speak to your wife like children um oftentimes look at their parents in the way that they communicate but also how you communicate with your child is another thing so marriage going back to marriage in islam obviously like there other than like the requirement of a man being a muslim there's no other requirement when it comes to his age his um uh what his how's going to say his gender that kind of matters <laughs>
2: yeah you mean his uh... his
1: ethnicity his race all that stuff his upbringing his socioeconomic status all of that stuff he can be younger or you know whatever obviously older um, what's your input on that
2: uh, so again i take back that to it's, it's all about my daughter you know if she for example whether he's black whether he's white whether he's mexican whether he's you know canadian i don't care what he is as long as he is of course a muslim then that would be my major concern and of course you know his his characteristics and character you know, I don't want to know that so it doesn't
1: have to be Yemeni
2: it doesn't have to be no you know it, i i i personally don't care and i'm you know even you know al or the tribe that he comes mm-hmm. from cuz you know and especially in yemen and other places you know they base that off of that and um, that's like something that i would i wouldn't yeah like the i wouldn't you know as they say give to dangs mm. yeah you could say it <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, because that, that, that has nothing to do with that person in particular. I don't care what his tribe is or what his higher or lower class is. Uh, I, I just want the best person for my daughter. If somebody like me comes wanting my daughter at my age when I went to get married, I would say absolutely no, just because knowing me, knowing everything. I'm like, no, no, no. I want even somebody way better than that. If that makes sense. So, but Alhamdulillah, you know, change, time, you know. Uh, I was still young then. So, I yeah, I take that into fact, you know, factor when. I'm. Thinking about anybody in general, they're going to, you know, grow up and, they you know, depends on what age she gets. You might get married. 35. Well, that's, I'm hoping not, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they, it's, right now they say they don't want to get married and they'll stay with me forever, which I love. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, marriage retirement. is... Retirement. No, it's not about retirement. Marriage is a must for them. I want them to be happy. I want them to have their... their own lives. Their own lives. I want them to have their own kids. I want them Believe to... Believe me, to they're going to want that too. Of course they're going to. They're children right now, but... It's something that... So you know. wait,
1: I have a question then. When you talk about all this, because not many men have that kind of perspective. Really just focusing on like the person's character and not care so much about the stuff that you see most people value, which is like that they're from the same you know culture, they're from the same ethnicity. People say that that makes things easier. We know that there's sometimes uh, instances in which there would be more support for a girl marrying a guy who's of the same culture, even though he probably is lacking in a lot of areas um, as a potential, like, spouse or as a suitor, whereas there's another guy who has, like, all these great qualities, but because he's, he's, he's black or he's another type of Arab or he's white or whatever it is, then it's, like, an automatic decline. Like, the family would never support that.
2: I can't answer the question for them because that's everybody own the one thing. I, I
1: think... But would I, you ever would you, I, you ever advise them or say of something? Course, of
2: course, I would advise anybody. And, it's, you know, the thing is sometimes it, it, it's... I think not everybody has this mentality. I think it is. A, a, a lot of people do. But I think even the ones that don't have the mentality are scared of those people that do have it because they are like... Some people might not mind their daughter marrying, maybe may marrying, let's just say, for example, a non-Arab, as long as he's Muslim, or an African-American, or anybody in particular, Mexican... But they might be scared of the majority of the people are gonna say. Oh, what are they gonna say? The backlash. Yeah. Oh, they are gonna say. Oh, they married his daughter to a Mexican. Oh, he married his daughter to an African American. Oh, he married his daughter. to... So too. that
1: gets to their head, and then it and they're kind like,
2: of- oh yeah, let they just try to stay away from that headache. You know, to where I That's I wouldn't I, I wouldn't give. You know, again, I wouldn't care about what what they think. The only thing I care about is my the the happiness of my daughter, and of course of her husband if they're both happy. You know, mm-hmm. but they say they do say happy wife, happy life. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> take notes. Yeah. Okay, so what do what do your daughters want to be when they grow up?
2: Oh, man, they're, they're still young, and they're switching up every day. And so far, Zahia wants to travel the world, take care of everybody, and teach at the same time. She okay, wants to, she
1: could be she, like an international school teacher.
2: She Yes, but at the same time, she wants to like uh, stop world hunger okay which i you know I, I personally love that i think that's one of the biggest problem <laughs> the biggest problem we have on earth is i can't believe that people are still you know starving starving and dying yeah. of thirst and all that uh sega wants to be a, a teacher teacher right now she really What's a, teacher, a teacher teacher like a teacher she wants to just <laughs> teach she wants to teach she also says she'll travel the world and teach sometimes they talk about themselves both going and doing it
3: uh, Zai Cute. has more of
2: ambition of jumping around. Everything she wants to do this and this and that and this and this. She and sounds this, like and this. me. Yeah. So
1: maybe that's where. You no, know, I try to tell from. her
2: sometimes focus it down. You know, it's best to focus. You know, get one thing instead of trying to grab ten and not fully grabbing those ten that's things. That's true.
1: That's when you don't become productive. Like yeah. Me. So yeah. <laughs> I can give her some advice on that. Send her my way. I your daughters where, have some like grown up questions. Yeah.
2: So, so <laughs> what? Their they, curiosity because they're like, why? And you know, and then this. And every time I try to answer, like the main question, if you mm-hmm. will, fifty questions pop up out of that. And those fifty questions are a lot harder than those other ones. Where they, why is this? Then I answer that one, and three more questions come mm-hmm. out of that
1: one. I'm like, huh. Well, that's like kind of one of your tasks as a as a father is how to raise a, a woman like I I don't I don't know if the modern day woman is the right term I feel like it's not but I'm going to use it anyway but in the sense of there's ambition and there's opportunity like there's a lot more opportunity now to do so much around the world and things are just like kind of made more easy and you have people who Like, if you are going to go teach, you know, abroad or whatever, like, all that stuff can be paid for. So there's a lot of ambition. So you have to start thinking as a father, like, how can I fulfill my daughter's needs in a way that I don't want her to travel alone, but I don't want her to, like, miss out on a great opportunity. Because I feel like I, I faced that a lot when I was in college. I was actually, I discouraged myself from doing a lot of things because I assumed that I wouldn't be allowed to do them because I'm a woman and it wasn't until i started like getting overwhelmed by it and i was like no i really want to start doing these things and like when i started talking to my dad my dad was my dad's the type of person like he's so supportive like if he knows it's for something good he really will miss work or he would like literally drive like 8 hours if he had to to get me to where i need to be to make sure that his boundaries don't limit my ambitions if that makes sense
2: yes that makes that's she'd have to come and ask me and would have to understand the situation to know If it's possible or if it's not possible. So without me shutting it down automatically, then she would never even like, let's just say that an opportunity came, like you were saying, maybe there's opportunities you had, but you were either too scared, too shy or just thinking that it wasn't possible. So why even bother? Mm -hmm. Ask. And never do it. I don't want my daughters to ever have that. I want them to be like, look. It never. I've always told them it never hurts to ask me anything. You know, whatever it is, it doesn't hurt to ask me. And then it's either a yes or no. And all, it's or your a conversation.
1: job to figure it out. Yeah.
2: So she would come and talk to me, and, and then we would of course try to uh, solve the problem uh, when there is a problem. But if if there's a problem and she just says, oh, we'll just stop and never do nothing when not I've talk then that problem never gets solved. So I try to have that again communication with my daughters, both of them. To have that opportunity to where anything could be asked, and then we think about whatever maybe when it comes to marriage, when it comes to their schooling, when it comes to any their their future job or their future careers or what they want to do, uh, it'd be an, a problem that we all together try to solve it.
1: This is why I feel like there needs to be more encouraging um, of parents to be more active in that sense, or like more. Open and just more involved in their their daughters' lives because we need to nurture the youth, the, 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 the little girls and the teenage girls and the young adult girls and all these women that they can't be discouraged by certain things that sometimes we in our heads feel like exists like we feel like we can't do something one because we have that internal insecurity of we're not capable of doing it we're not smart enough we're not pretty enough we're not this but also that like we don't do not have support of our family to do it because that's what I experienced but then it was like all I had to do was start that conversation with my dad and he then kind of um, gave me that comfort to where till today like we constantly have conversations about like what I want to do and everything. And he knows everything that I want to do. And he's, and you, you know, everything that I want to do. And like, I I can speak to my brothers about and stuff. I know there's encouragement for it, but like there needs to be more encouragement. And I feel like it is really more powerful when it comes from the father, because oftentimes I feel like that's what women are going to fear. Fear is the male presence in their life that they're not going to accept it. And then there's possible like resentment, you know what I mean? People start resenting what they sometimes think in their head is someone else not allowing them to do something that they feel that is valuable to their life. Cuz at the end of the day, women, men, just humans in general, like we have needs and we have like ambitions and we have like things we can't control that we want to do. Obviously there's things that are bad that you have to control, but there's things that we want to do and I It breaks my heart it makes me really sad when i see women who um are ambitious to do things but they are so discouraged because they have no support within their family
2: yeah which again uh, that's all cultural yes it's mostly culture it all falls back down to you know uh some people are also scared of what people are going to say like you said because they're going to say oh what are people going to say that you know i think uh, we as muslims need to first and foremost not worry about other people what other people think only worry about ourselves and our families Worry about our, our, our kids, our father's, our mother's opinion. When it comes to things that are Islamically right, not just culturally, you know, mm-hmm. appropriate or inappropriate. Of course, you still have your own culture and you can love your culture as long as it doesn't, you know, overrule or overgo the, the religious route. You know, in uh, Islam, it's perfectly fine for a woman to work. So then the culture maybe it's not looked down upon. Mm-hmm. Well, then that shouldn't matter. Then that should be, you know, oh, no, that doesn't matter because she has a right to work,
3: mm-hmm. you know.
2: She has the right to do certain things and that right should be given to her because in our, in our religion it does give it to her. It doesn't matter about your culture just because your culture doesn't give it to her doesn't mean that it overrules our religion. As for, you know, to me there's, you know, there's no such thing as perfect parents. Uh, you know, I love my dad of and my course. mom. They were not perfect. I think they did amazing job for what limited resources they had coming to this country. Never really living in this country not knowing everything uh, that they, you know, that, That we were going to go through, going to school, our environment in America. The difference. The difference. And now I won't never know the same thing with my daughters. I have a better understanding, but it's still, you know, the day and age of how kids are raised today is different than when we were raised with, you know, no internet, no cell phone compared to now where they're, you know... Technology knowledge, and- knowledge is on the tip of their fingers for any type of knowledge. They can find out anything they wanted to. They could learn bad stuff when they're young just from, you know, the internet or great stuff. So maybe we learned stuff in school that were bad, but they could learn it now when they're at home. So even mm-hmm. if they stood home all day, they could still be badly them. influenced by the, the anything, internet. any anything in your internet, TV. So I had to give anybody a recommendation that's listening to this. It's first and foremost, uh, don't worry about other people's problems or what other people are going to say about you just worry about yourself um uh, the needs of your family yes uh, let's 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 stop judging other people and then just worry about our own sins you know we all have sins let's Amen. not worry about you know unless they're close to you or a friend or family you want to come like you know give advice to at the end of the day you can't really uh force anything on anybody so i wouldn't look down on anybody because you know um everybody has skeletons Flaws. in their closets mm-hmm. so let's just not try to look all you know goody you whatnot, because, you know, if somebody had a camera on themselves 24-7, everybody else, you know, they'd see so many flaws in itself. So give advice, and and that's all you can do at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, me as a parent, you know, again, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm, I'm I'm sure that if my daughters ever did a podcast – 10, 15, 20 years from now and they talk about parenting, you know, they'd be like, "My if they just list the, the, the things maybe I messed up on, it'd be a long list, you know, and of course, a long list of the good things They're hopefully I did too.
1: They're going to carry on the legacy of this
2: podcast. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that we can't worry about, you know, making mistakes sometimes with our children. We must try. I, mean, I do somewhat worry about it. but You learn we, from it. You learn from it. But we must try to do our best, and, and that's it. You know, we must try to get involved in it. Uh, it's something that we'll, you know, have to uh, get very involved with our children to understand. Because every kid is different. My daughters and Hamda, I think, are very good kids. And they might be different from other kids, you know, for They're whatever. different from each other. They're different from each other. They're very different. And they're <laughs> very alike. Very alike. and very different at the same time it's amazing how that works out um we have to have have understanding with your kids i I believe that's one key issue is uh, having an open communication at all times Uh, your your children if you keep an open channel will always come to you Mm -hmm. if 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 you uh, talk to them regularly there is no certain age that I don't believe, I believe, I've been talking to my daughters since they were two, three, four years old, talking to them about certain things, not everything, but trying to uh, talk to them and let them understand have about...
1: adult conversation, not adult conversations, but, but have conversations.
2: Conversations, yeah, but real conversations that you sometimes, you're like, uh, she's kind of too young to understand. It's like, you know, you try to break it down a little lower, like, whether, whether it be about religion, even when my daughter first started going to school when she was 4 slash 5 years old. The funny thing is, she's seen this, uh, I guess, Muslim girl, I don't know if it was at school or whatever, but I guess she was a... Uh, Older girl, I guess she looked very young, but I guess she was like 16, 17, whatever. And she wasn't wearing a hijab neither. And she had a little nose piercing. So my dad comes to me and tells me, you know, like, is it haram for a girl to have a nose piercing? Didn't know how to answer that because I really don't know if it is or isn't. So I kind of paused like, you know, it's a good question. I really don't know. I know women can have piercings, men can't. But I don't know about nose piercings. You know, I'm going to have to find that out and get back to you. But I understand why she was asking. I'm assuming she wanted a nose piercing. i like, why? Do you <laughs> want a nose piercing? She's like, mm, no, maybe. I don't know. You know. I'm just curious. Yeah, she's just curious in a way. I'm telling you, know, honestly, like, I don't know. I have to, you know, there's certain things I don't know. So, you know, I'm going to try to find out for you. And, well um, it's
1: good that you didn't just say no Because you probably would prefer that she didn't have a nose piercing So you, you, you go the no route Without even like actually looking into it And giving her the right answer Well it's not
2: about no Because I don't want her to So so if I told her no uh, It's haram to have a nose piercing And it isn't First that's a sin on my part Second of all If she ever was to Maybe in the future when she gets old to find out It's not for example I don't know if it is or isn't I still haven't found out But let's just say, <laughs> let's just say it isn't Right? Then she goes, huh? But my th- father lied to me. Or.
1: What else did he lie to me about? Yeah,
2: not even about that. She might just think that's something small or something. But I could tell her, for example, if it just say it's not haram. I'm like, oh, it's not. It's not. But I don't want you to get one, you know? Or maybe I wouldn't mind. You go, okay, it's not haram. And she wants one. I wouldn't get one now when she's uh, 15, 16, 17, 18. Maybe. I, you know, again, that's something that she'd have to decide at that, that time point or whatever. But do you
1: think I have the nose for a nose piercing? I
2: don't wanna say it on this podcast. <laughs> you delete everything. Just kidding. Okay, so something that I also try to um, encourage my daughters just to have their own opinion. And kids when they're young is uh, at least that I see my daughters that they always wanna, you know, pick everything I pick, you know, if we go from colours and I say blue's my favorite colour, they wanna say me too and they wanna like Us to have the same, you know, opinions in a way. And that's something that I try to have my daughters have. I want them to break off of that and have their own. I try to let them understand that they can't be wrong when it comes to certain opinions. So, you know, for example, if a food, do you like this food or this food? It's an opinion. There's no right answer to it then Subjective i want them stuff. yeah i want them to have you know to know that if they picked an opinion and that's their opinion then they can be wrong i think they should be open-minded to anything of course to try maybe new food or new something else but at the end of the day if they do and they still like their opinion to you know perfectly be fine and, and no. have having- yeah i like my opinion that it was i you know i liked the color blue you know i seen yellow it was nice too but i <laughs> prefer you know blue better than that or you know i ate hamburgers i love them and but i like pizza just more you know, after, at the final of the day. Or they then might say
1: that they don't or, want to uh, eat animal products.
2: Uh, no, that's not an opinion. There's no opinion. Didn't when it comes
1: one to that. of your daughters stop eating meat?
2: Yeah, it's uh, Yeah, I hate you guys.
1: <laughs> so there you go.
2: Um, and she's only eight. Well, she hasn't fully stopped, though. It's kicked back there. It's but like, I mean,
1: she's taking a big she, step.
2: She's taking a pretty big step. She's trying to. Um, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast, but um, I don't know if Emma wants you to know this or not, but I got her. No. I got her. I mean,
1: what do you mean you got her?
2: I got her. I made her eat. She's a vegan no, now.
1: No, I know she's vegan. Yeah, I, got I her. It's my oldest, the oldest sister. I got her. Yes. And she went vegan for a while.
2: You know how I got I her? Swear. Well, what? Cookies. Not just any cookies. There's no
1: meat in cookies. Not
2: meat, but she's a vegan. She's not technically not supposed to eat the... What did you
1: get her? I know what you got her. You mm-hmm. got her Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. Probably her husband eats them and she's just like...
2: No, no, no. You know, no. trying to make you feel better. No, nope. I know I got her good. Oh, I got her. That's fine. I, it
1: doesn't hurt me. Oh, my God. Everything's a competition it did. with you. It did. No, it, did it didn't. Listen. You're like, oh, my Stop. God. Play that back. Okay, no. <laughs> Play that back. You're like, no. Oh on that God. note, thank you so much for joining me. I don't know if there's anything else that you'd like to say.
2: This podcast sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no. Starting no. <laughs> with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a step back. First and foremost, I don't get my recognition for, for being a producer in this podcast. He has
1: no, no, like, no hand in this at all.
2: I am like the the founder okay, he of this
1: provided some equipment.
2: All the equipment.
1: The microphone you're talking on right now and this one are not yours. Because
2: you don't want to use my nice ones that are no, better it's than just, this. No, this is like convenient. I've Anyways, never given you just anything. This is going to go on
1: forever because this is what happens with okay. siblings.
2: I want this to be in the very beginning when you talk about say no, uh, my, my my ge- ge- the guest, the my guest brother, that- executive producer and uh, Calm down. Wh- whatever. This you
1: want. is a one woman show. That's what Only I'm going to name Muslim my podcast. Girl. This is me. What?
2: A one-woman show. Run by a (laughs) man.
1: That's going to be so funny. (laughs) You're stupid. Okay, bye, guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to like and follow This Muslim Girl podcast on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, check out the blog, thismuslimgirl.com, where you can find all content information from this and all previous episodes.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.